Hi, this is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is part two of Jesus is Our Faith. Alright, so in the last episode, we were teaching from the book of Hebrews and the book of Matthew, uh, Acts, and John. Alright, before I get started with this, one thing you must understand when it comes to the Father what he is looking at in his children is how do we know his son and how do we know the father? Most people are teaching the wrong message when they are saying, I am basing things on your emotional experience with God. That's fine in its place, but that's personal. That's between you and the Father, not what God is looking at when he is looking for someone to minister his words. Now, that can enhance your testimony or your teaching, in a sense, to uh, bring conviction to those that are listening. But what God is looking at is those who knows his words. If you know the word of God, you know him. And when you know him, you are drawing closer to him and he is drawing closer to you. This is what he's looking for. All right. To know him is to walk with him. All right. When Jesus says, I am your shade at your right side. What is he he saying? The only way to have shade is to have a shadow. All right. In this regard, he's saying, I am shadowing you, meaning I am walking with you. To walk with Jesus is to know him and have him in your mind and in your heart. Now, watch this. If you go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 10, watch what the father says. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Now, what is he saying? He's not looking for ministers or teachers to just tickle the ears of the listener. That is not going to sustain them. It may lift their spirits up. In that message, but what will they walk away with? What will they have to pull from when they run into the hard times that this world will bring? Because trouble is out there seeking who they can find to destroy. All right. And if you don't have the word in your heart and in your mind, you will be a victim of the enemy every time. So you have to listen to the word. However it is taught, whether it is structured and lined up perfectly, that's excellent. That should be a plus. You want to have someone that's speaking exactly what the word says, not by emotions. Emotions will not sustain you, and it can lead you down the wrong path if that's what you always look for to lift your spirits. All right, It's the word of God that sustains us that edifies us, that encourages us, 
not someone's personal emotional experience. All right, let's get back to the word. Watch what God says about this. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. All right. Your heart being loyal means you're dedicating your time seeking him, learning his word. Planting that good, incorruptible seed into your heart and keep it, all right? And how do you keep it? By not following what the worldly systems are teaching, not being pulled to and fro with that particular message of the world. He's looking at devoted, heart-seeking Christians or people that wants to know the word and has and have that hunger for the word. This is how you know the father. And this is how the father knows us. All right. So he's seeking those going. He's going to and fro the whole earth to show himself strong. All right. How is he going to show himself strong on someone's behalf? If you don't have the word inside of you, he wants to work through that person or you to show others himself in you. This is what he's saying. So if you are listening to only an emotional testimony, or if that is your way of judging others on who you decide to be a part of a ministry, you are looking at the wrong things. You have to look at what is coming out of their mouth. This is what Jeremiah, uh, the father was saying in Jeremiah 17, 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Now, we all know the fruit is what you are saying. All right. When he's saying according to his ways, who are you following? All right. So emotional experiences with the father, that's great when it's for you. All right. And when he does that, he's trying to pull you in so you can get to know him personally. All right. That's a personal experience. But what when you are ministering, it must be only his words coming out of your mouth. All right. The word of God is what moves things that changes things that is where the power is all right now if you have an experience of some sort with the father that can help your testimony yes but if that's all that is coming out of that person's mouth mouth all they are doing is tickling your ears and giving you some hope that's only temporary it's the word that sustains us it's the word of god all right so we shall walk by faith means we shouldn't have Jesus inside of us, inside of our heart. Jesus is our faith. Walking by faith is walking with Jesus. And how do you walk with Jesus? By having him in your heart, by speaking those things that he said. Not your, your own thinking, leaning to your own understanding. Yes, it can help. 
pull in and grasp the attention of the listener, but that should not be your only message. Your message should be the word, the word of God. This is what transforms the mind and the heart. This is what the father is looking for. He's looking for those that have the word inside of them and are walking according to it and speaking according to it. All right. So by faith, we understand, as it says in Hebrews 11, verse 3, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which were seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, faith is having Jesus' word, what he said inside of you and speaking on that. All right. It's his word because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He wrote it. He's the author. If you, if you look at the New Testament, somewhere it should have had his signature at the back of the book, which it does in Revelations because this is, he's the last person to testify in Revelations. John was the one he spoke to. All right. So he is the author, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher. But when you say author, that means he wrote it all. He used uh, people to speak through and they documented what he said. So he is the author. All right. So if that's the case, and if he is the author and the finisher of our faith, our faith is in him. Our faith is Jesus. Jesus is our faith. To speak, we must speak his words. This is why he says, put me in remembrance. All right? Put me in remembrance. Let my words come out of your mouth. Speak my words and watch things happen. Your own words have no power. It's the word of God is where the power is. This is what we must be teaching. This is what you must be saying. All right. These are the words that you should be using. All right. Now, that's humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, not leaning to your own understanding. Once again, I said this in the last episode. When you are humble, that means you are leaning to him. You are seeking his guidance. You are looking at his words and you are speaking his words. You're not trying to uh, recreate uh, what he said. You speak what he said. You don't change his words. That's, that's trying to uh, move things to your own favor. That's not going to work. The power is in his words and his words only. All right. So. When you are ministering the word of God, use his words. Now, some people may say, I don't feel the passion in what that person is saying. All right. Well, you're looking for your ears to be tickled. That ain't going to get you nowhere. Listen to what is said. If it lines up with the word, that's where the power is. That's why you should open your Bible and do your own homework. Do your own research. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. If you didn't grasp the teaching from that person or that teacher, it's your duty 
to seek him individually. He wants to establish a relationship with each of us individually. He wants us to know him personally. All right. This is how we know God. All right. Now, he will he will do things in your life that's going to move you that you can testify about. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's your only message, you're not giving them no food to, to, to live on when the tough times come. You must feed them the word. The word is what we should be speaking. This is where you lift up the people. The word of God is what does the power. It's the power in the word that changes people's minds and their hearts. When you're speaking the word, not your own thinking, lean into your own understanding, you're going to misguide people. They're going to be looking for that same uh, uh, teaching each time you speak if that's the only thing you do. Now, like I said, it's nothing wrong with talking about your experiences with the Father. He has no problem with that. But what he wants is you to speak his words, teach his words. It, let it be his words that are coming out of your mouth. This is what he's saying when I, when he's, his eyes are running to and fro through the whole earth to show himself, not yourself, himself. He wants what's in your heart to show himself on behalf of you through Jesus to show that whose heart is loyal to him. So if you, if you are uh, seeking him and teaching his words, let it come from the word of God, not your own thinking, not your own uh, uh, um, words that you feel that it can make someone feel good this way or that way. Yes, you can elevate somebody's spirit by saying positive things to them. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are ministering, always let it line up with the word of God all the time. If it's not his words, you should not receive it. All right. So second Chronicles 16, nine is very powerful. If you look at what God is saying here for his eyes, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. How does your heart become loyal? By feeding it the word of God, continually to feed it and keep it. Not being in both sides. That means uh, half into the world's ways and half in his ways. That's not loyalty. You're being pulled in two directions. He's looking for those who is devoted dedicated, humble to serve him only. This is what he's saying in Second Chronicles. Now, most assuredly, as John 14, 12, uh, verses, verses 12 through 14 says in a New King James version, version, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What works was Jesus doing? He was speaking 
the word of God. Things was he was saying things to to those that was getting getting people healed, lifting them up, rebuking the demons, and all these other things. These are the works that he's talking about, and greater works than these he will do. Why is that? Because Jesus says, "I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that." I will do. All right, now, watch this. I will do. Not you. Not your own thinking. Not leaning to your own understanding. He's saying, if you ask in my name, that I will do. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, that's your heart being loyal to him. Jesus speaking through you. And the Father being glorified in the Son because of what you're doing. All right? You're doing His works. Watch this. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What's the key thing? The name of Jesus. All right? Jesus must be the center of your message. Each time. The Word of God should be the only Things that we say, speak on, and teach on. If we are ministering, let it be the word of God. This is where the change takes place. This is when the transformation takes place. This is when the renewal of each other's minds becomes renewed. When you are speaking his words and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you, this is what the Father and Jesus is saying that the Father may be glorified in the Son because you have his words in your heart, that good incorruptible seed, and you kept it with patience. And you're speaking on the things that he spoke on. Put me in remembrance is what the Father said. Not your own thinking, not leaning to your own understanding. This is what builds the faith. This is how we know him. This is how we build a relationship. This is how we draw close to God and God draws close to us. It's by devoting your, your time in the word and, and reading the word and eating that word and receiving that word and keeping that word, the good incorruptible seed. Keep it. Don't let it leave your heart. Don't let it leave your mind. This is your life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. You must have him in your heart. Jesus must be in your heart. The word is Jesus. You said, well, I, I don't see Jesus. I, I never see him. Well, the word is there. There, the word, the Bible, just open the Bible, you will find him. Open the Bible, you will find God. You don't have because you're not looking. And if you're looking, you're looking in the wrong places. And you're listening to the wrong things. The Bible is there, it's available. And at this point, there is no excuse for anyone. Even if you don't physically have a Bible, the Bible is on the Internet. All right. This is where the enemy is, is doing most of the destructive things on the Internet. So when you are on the Internet, why aren't you seeking the Bible? There is a great website 
called Bible Gateway. It has every uh, version of the Bible you can imagine there. So we have no excuse. Oh, well, I don't have a computer. Well, there is a library. You, you have a public library. Most of those libraries have computers. And you may find a Bible in those libraries. So there is no excuse not to seek the truth. There is no excuse. You're like, well, God never does anything for me. Well, he knows you. He knows you exist. And he loves you just the same. But do you know him? Get to know the Father. Get to know the Father and he will draw closer to you. You want him in your life like that? Where you can fellowship and commune with him on a daily basis? Read his word on a daily basis. And watch how he changes your thinking. Wait, let, me, let me just say it this way. When you come to a point in your life... That nothing else matters in this world except in a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father, you have arrived. When you can come to a part individually in your life, I mean, truly get to that part of life where nothing matters except a personal relationship with Jesus is when you know you have arrived because your heart has been transformed. It's the most important thing in your daily walk. It's the most important thing. As long as you have breath in your lungs, it becomes the most important thing to wake up and look forward to. I, I tell you right now, when I read Psalms uh, 1, I got it in my heart. I, re I can recite it word for word, and it makes a difference when you understand that particular psalm is the very first one. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. But his or her delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, which brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Jesus is our faith. The word of God is your faith. Have faith in Jesus. Have faith faith in the word of God read the word of God receive the good seed in your heart that's getting to know him that's how you know a person this is what Jesus said you shall know a tree by its fruit how do you know what they are saying what's coming out of their mouth it's how you know 
Are they speaking the word of God? Is that what's coming out of their mouth? If not, they don't have it in their heart. You shall know a tree by its fruit. And I'm going to end on that. I hope this reaches the hearts and the minds of those that hear it. God wants to change your life. But you have to put in the time. Amen. And God bless.